right, everyone. Uh, Christy Dickerson here, and I am having Crystal David come on. And like, we have not even talked before this. Um, Crystal and I are both entrepreneurs, both females. Um, but one distinct thing kind of um, distinguishes us differently. And I wanted to bring her on and have a raw conversation. So this is completely unscripted. Um, and so welcome, Crystal. Tell what, I guess the first distinct thing is I'm white and you're black. Um, and that is a big thing that's happening right now. And I think that a lot of people don't know what to say, um, say too much, are, are not saying enough. And um, I just want to say thank you for coming in and um, having this, this candid conversation um, from an entrepreneurial space as a, in a female space and a human rights space and all the different things. So tell them a little bit about you and who you are. That way they can understand the hearts that's behind this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you, Christy, for doing this and I totally will speak into what it must feel like right now for everybody um, of how to say, what to say, what not to say, the wrong thing, the right thing. So I really do want to go into that. Um, but, um, and I just want to acknowledge you and thank you for even amongst, that's, that's a pure entrepreneur right there, actually, of you have the fear, you don't know what to say, you know, you might be rejected, you might do something wrong, say something wrong, and you go for it anyways. And you, you take the first step to say, Hey, can we do this, this last minute podcast, you text me like, what, 45 minutes ago, and here we are. <laughs> and so I think that this is just in itself, a true testament of what it's going to take for us to make our world a better place is to get out of our heads, get out of our own ways and just go for it anyway, when your heart calls and you, and you feel those you know those heartstrings pull you just follow that and and not your head because our heads will mislead us a lot of times so thank you for for that um and a little bit about me it was interesting because when you said I'm white you're black I was thinking like well I'm just as much white as I am black because I'm literally half and half my dad is black my mom is white and I feel more white in many ways because I was raised by my white family um, my dad and mom divorced when I was eight years old. So I, I, I wasn't not raised by black people. Like I, I saw my grandmas, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins on holidays and things like that. But in the home, um, on my most intimate points of being raised, I was raised by white, by white babysitters, white aunts and uncles, white mother. Um, and my, my one of my aunts who watched us for a huge chunk of my childhood, she was white. So her children were white and so white cousins. And so um, it's always been an interesting place for me to be. And that's why also when you message me, I'm like, I think I'm I'm feeling called in this time to be the bridge that we need so badly between the white and the black worlds because they are very different and we get to celebrate that they're different, but we need to focus on how we are all the same too right now. Um, so so yeah. would you say from the society's point of view, are you perceived as white or black? Yeah, well, so that's a whole nother podcast in itself because I've, I've never been black enough um, in the black community, I've always been, oh, you're light skin. I mean, it, even down to like, it's so crazy. I was talking about this yesterday. My husband is black. He, and he's a, he's an interesting black because he was born in Canada. His parents are from Guyana. His mom is native Indian. And so it's like, he's very mixed up and, and he's not even American citizen. And so it's just, it's, it's an interesting place to be, but 
one time I was, I was talking about this yesterday, how I've been with him for 16 years and we have never had a dialogue around race. And so I really think that's important for people to hear, especially for every white person who feels like I don't know what to say. And for every black person who is shaming white people for not saying anything, because we're not even all talking about it. And we are a black family. We have five black daughters and we've never talked about race in our home. So um, we all have room to grow here. Um, but anyways, back to your question about in, in my black to society, I remember one, one race conversation we did have, cause we've had a couple, but um, we were going to go in the bank and my husband was like, you go in because like, I, and I was like, what do you mean me go in? And he was like, it's just better for you than me. Like, I don't like, and I never knew that he didn't even feel comfortable going to the bank, but so lighter was better in that situation. Like, so, um, and I've had friends who, you know, you talk white, you act white, you this, you that. Um, but I do believe the one drop rule still remains. It's like, I'm, I'm definitely black to society. You know what I mean? But, but, but here's what, what I really, one of the things that I'm, I'm committed to standing upon in these times when I speak out is the fact that I believe part of the problem is the black community perpetrating our dialogue around what it means to be black. And because I don't have that, I'm able to be more open-minded. So I, I know that's like, that's, this is where I get a lot of backlash as a black woman, but I just, that's what I believe. It's like, I didn't have my childhood being raised as you're a black girl, be careful, watch what people think about you. You're not going to be liked because of the color of your skin. I was never hearing that. And I was never seeing it because I was being loved by white people. And so I see the world through a lens that white people like me. I don't see the world through a lens that they, that I need to be fearful. So I can't even relate to the struggles that many of my black community can relate to. And I get a lot of heat for that. Um, so so you're saying in a form you're all you're experiencing a form of racism you are black and you're almost experiencing it a little bit from your own black community because you're not black enough yeah yeah and and I think um and yeah and I've and I've experienced I mean I've been told by my white friends you're so pretty for a black girl like you know I've been told things from the white side but I personally don't feel like I've ever lost sleep if you will or shed a tear over racism like I've never like I like when black people have told me things like you talk white or whatever I just laughed it off like oh yeah because my mom is white <laughs> like it didn't bother me but I you know so it's it's it I'm what I want to say to I'll just go into what you were talking about as far as not knowing what to say and saying the wrong thing so I I really think it's important that everyone realizes if you're on the, the the side like me or you, Christy, where we, I'm fearing what to say and wh what not to say. I'm sometimes I don't know. Are we? Do we want to be called colored people or black? People? I mean, I know the answer to that, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I I I watch when white people are speaking and they're like African American, colored, black. Like, it's like which one do I say? And you know, like it's it's so sad that we are so quick to judge people and shame people. And I was having a conversation this morning with two of my white 
girlfriends who are um, my, um, I've never said the word white and black so many times. It's so weird. Um, Cause now I'm uncomfortable. Is it bad to call people white people? You know, it's just so weird. It, it's interesting. But anyways, so basically about speaking up and not knowing what to say. And, and I was telling them like, I'm, I'm getting backlash for speaking up because of what, what I'm saying when I speak up and what I realized was, and especially cause I know your platform is for entrepreneurs. It's like the very thing that keeps us stuck in our businesses is what will keep us stuck right now. And that is not speaking up, not doing what's right because of fear of saying the wrong thing. So what I want to invite all of us to be willing to do is, um, Oh, I know what I was going to say. So what I want to invite all of us to do is to be willing to be wrong. Be willing to mess up. Be willing to fail forward. Be willing to not be liked. Be willing to be judged. Be willing to be, you know, shamed. And that's exactly what stops us in doing businesses because we don't want people to reject us. We don't want them to not like us. And right now we have to be willing to, to as a white person or a black person, speak up even if we're like, oh, dang, like I, I, I didn't think about that or I didn't know that or whatever. And so I wanted to give this example yesterday. um, So the day before yesterday, I have a group chat of friends and they're all black women. And um, they were talking about, I'm unfollowing every white person who isn't talking about what's going on right now. Like I, like they're da 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 da, like just getting upset. And so I, I got enrolled in that dialogue. It's so powerful. You are, you become what you hang around. So I was getting enrolled in that. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to go look through that lens. And this is like the power of what lens are you seeing the world in? And so I started noticing that I was looking at the white people I follow and seeing, are they talking about this? And if they weren't, I felt myself feeling some type of way. So much so that I got onto one of the girls' lives. I just, I didn't purposely go in to like bully or anything, but I just happened to log on and I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait and see if she talks about anything. Right there, I'm already in the wrong because I'm like looking for something to be wrong with what she's doing. But nonetheless, she's talking about self-esteem and how self-esteem takes us out of our life and and yada, yada. And so I'm like, she's really not going to bring up what's happening in the world. And so I start commenting, like, this is a great message. We could apply this to what's happening in the world. And like, I felt myself like, I like, I like got out of that chat and I, I messaged my group chat and I'm like, yeah, I was on a live today and she didn't eat. She had the nerve to not even bring up it, what's happening in the world. And then I stopped myself and I caught myself and I, I was like, what am I doing? I teach this in my work. I teach this to my community. The moment you say anyone should do anything, when you start shitting people, you are already in the wrong because you're coming from a place of judgment. You're coming from your lens, your perspective, and you're not giving space for that person to just be. And then I realized, I don't even know what to say. So how can we expect our white counterparts to know what to say? And so what I want to invite all of us to do, if you're black listening to this, if you're white listening to this, is just ask questions, get uncomfortable. If if you're triggered as a black woman by something a white person does or doesn't do, instead of blocking them, unfollowing them, and then going and talking mess about them to your group chats, call them forward. Christy, hey, you know, da da da, or such and such, hey, da da da, like bring it up. When I when I saw that you didn't talk about what's happening in the world, it made me feel like this. I like 
I see that you have a platform. Would you be willing to talk about things? Can we go live together? Can we do something together and, and bring awareness? That's what the solution is. It's coming together instead of judging and shaming people. See, and I'm going to speak on all this because, um, so this is, this is what I, number one, there's been two parts to this for me. I have dialed back my social media. I feel like in the space that we've all been in the COVID, um, for me, a lot of life changes. Um, I realized that social media was actually an unhealthy outlet in some ways for me. So I dialed back my social media both stories, both interaction, both all the different things. And then I realized when I, um, all this was happening this weekend, I am someone that's like, I feel things deeply. Like mm -hmm. I can't just, um, see something and just be like, Oh, I like that, that's sad. Like I feel it. Like yeah. I feel people's hurt. I feel people's pain and I, and I don't want anybody to ever hurt. And that's somebody that's just really empathetic. And, um, I'm still working on my boundaries of, of knowing that I can be empathetic and understanding someone's pain. And I think it's because honestly, I've been through so much, yeah. but at the same time, I don't understand a lot of this pain. So I have chosen from myself to take a step back and to listen and to absorb and to not know what to say until this conversation here. Mm -hmm. Because, and I think a lot of people feel the same way, but at the same time, I have had multiple messages, both on my brands and my personal name, people reaching out saying, why are you not speaking? Why are you not you know, saying you are an industry leader, you are someone that has a platform, you are someone that, you know, represents this. Why, why are you not saying anything? And I have honestly felt like whatever I say is going to be the wrong thing. And I haven't felt like I've known the right thing to say. I know what I can do in my four walls. I know what I can do speaking to my children. I know how I act and how, you know, I make an effort, but I feel like there's like a no win situation here. And I agree with you, like in business and life and all the things, the only way is to make a decision and being open to change, being open to listening, being open to having these uncomfortable situations. Um, you know, one of our people that work within our company, they, um, I won't, I won't say names or involved, but you know, I, I had this conversation with her yesterday and it's an uncomfortable conversation. Like, what do you think? And I just opened it with like, how do you feel about everything that's going on? What do you feel about the looting? I'm from Atlanta. So here this last weekend, we had um, a lot of damage be done. And then it rippled like our entire communities be shut down and guards brought in. And it was this whole thing where people started like fearing even going out. And so I literally dialed out of social media for my kids, for myself, for my emotional well-being. But then I felt like I, when I came back into it, I was being criticized for not even being dialed in as being someone with a voice, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I want to first say to you, like, I am like, I think that one of the most powerful things that you've said so far is admit that you were wrong. And, um, I think that's powerful. Like you, you did something you you've admit you're the wrong. And I think that maybe, maybe I haven't done enough. I can admit that I'm a wrong. I don't understand it. I, I can't compare, like you said, the black people in the black community and all that. Like, I don't understand it. I've been through a ton of struggle, but none of the struggle that can understand those levels. Yeah. So all I can do is be a voice and open this. Um, and then I love that you said a space to just be like, we all need spaces to just be. And if we can just have more love and less judgment from all parts, I feel like, and just have those open conversations, that's where that more love and togetherness and, um, you know, because we're not like you're we're, we're a human race. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
So I, I want to speak into like, I'm in a lot of leadership pods between entrepreneurship and all the things that I'm in and majority of them are all white leaders. And, and so I've been hearing a lot of different dialogues and one, one, one woman was talking about how she, you know, we were like, we were going through the dialogue of we got to stand up and we're leaders and we've got to speak out on this and it's not time. I, I know I love that one, one of the white women said, black people didn't create this and so they can't dismantle it and and then one of the other girls responded and was like well I was witnessing a white leader who has a lot of power say to black people in like a panel discussion how can I help what can I do and the black people just shut her down and were like basically we don't want to hear from you and and then this morning that same kind of dialogue happened where one of the white girls was like I've been trying to speak out but I feel like the black people don't want to hear me or they're not listening and so what is it that you guys want is do you just want to be heard but and seen or and so what I want to speak into is like like to the black community this is what I mean and this is where I'm getting backlash to the black communities we have got to so there's so many levels to this conversation it's like first of all we are in a catharsis right now with with the anger and the rage that's happening in the in the leadership trainings that I've done where we go into catharsis our leaders are telling us get angry feel angry but if you if you feel angry and hurt and upset go cry in a pillow go yell and cuss out in your car don't be anger at people and that's what's what I don't agree with what's happening we have every right to be outraged and angry our people are being killed if you watch the movie the 13th you will see the history of how the black person and this is where black people were coming from me they're like we you're telling us to rise above a law that wasn't written for us and they're right the laws are written to put black people out of the system and so one thing that what what white people don't even understand, and this is what I'm learning because I'm included in that, I'm living in that white person bubble to this point, is we don't understand the struggle. So we don't, I think because we're not hateful and, and we don't live that way, we don't even almost believe that it could be real and we're not living it. So you don't even realize the degree of which it's actually happening. And I had to lay my head on the pillow last night and tell my husband like, God, like this is like the first time that I've actually tried putting myself in the shoes of like a frontline black person, like a person that literally can't walk into a place and not fear their life. I don't live my life like that. So like, I know I just said a lot, but to kind of bring it down to action steps, what I'm trying to say is, is that it's going to take everybody on deck and it is going to require us to be messy, but, but going back to that story I said where the girl was like the white woman of power tried and she was under her undertone was like she tried and you guys didn't want to hear her so I don't know what you want us to do my invitation to white people is have compassion grace understanding for looking past the looting because I think what happens is they're like see you guys are crazy you're out here acting amok what do you want us to do we can't help you when you're burning shit down excuse me and and so like they like kind of feel like well you're doing this to yourself and then they wipe their hands of it and and then black people are like you guys did this to us so we don't want to hear anything you have to say and it's like everyone's going from a place and this is what I want everyone to hear 
it life is not about right, wrong, good, and bad. So it, what's happening, the reason why wars are started, the reason why we're in this predicament is because black people want to be heard and be right. White people want to be heard and be right. And no one's stopping to just let everyone like breathe and be like emotional. So I think that people need to feel the feels like black people were in a catharsis. Let's heal. We've had, we've got generations of trauma behind us, but we, the only way to rewrite and recreate the future is to not build it upon the past. And so it's going to take a blank canvas. It's going to require all of us to be united. It's going to require us to agree to disagree, but still come from love, like you're saying, unconditional love. And yeah, you guys are looting, or which you guys, it's everyone. There, which That's a whole nother thing. It's like there's conspiracies out there that it's not even the black people who are looting. Um, there's just so much that's happening there. But I know I said a lot there. So again, I'm what I'm saying here is to speak into where, you know, you, you took a break and, you know, you feel like you don't know what to say. It's, it's like we got to just stay in action. I think that's another thing when it comes to entrepreneurship is we can't operate off of feelings. We can't be like, I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to show up today. Like we do need leaders now more than ever because I'm experiencing that. I'm actually in a rebrand right now. I'm supposed to be surveying my audience. Do you think I want to survey which most of my audience is black and be like, hey, I know we're I know our, we're in crumbling times right now, but can you do a survey for my business because I got to do web copy? Like, I don't feel like it. But then my pod reminded me today, they're like, Crystal, that's the mechanic of your business. But the mission of my business is to save the families in the pro athlete realm and the statistics of divorce in the pro athlete realm is 60 to 80%. And one of the biggest reasons why the black communities are crumbling is because the fathers and husbands are being taken out of the home. And so I have to look at my, I'm inviting all entrepreneurs who are listening to this to ask yourself, what is my business? If, if you're with you, like you have start planner, you're, you're like, as one of them, like, let's just like, or I don't, are you still, are you going to edit this? <laughs> Girl, we don't edit. We just okay. roll with that. Well, I have I multiple know. businesses. Yes. I and have multiple businesses. Yes. <laughs> we don't have to touch on all of them. But but at my core, at my productivity, this is this is a great thing because at my core, yeah. at my productivity, I want to talk about positivity. I want to talk yeah. about productivity. I want to talk about organization. And, you know, I share those things. And that's really like the core. I know I'm so dialed into my purpose. I'm yeah. so dialed in. So it's hard when you're so dialed in and I I don't feel like I have a voice to speak and I don't necessarily understand it. So what I've been really doing is just trying to understand. Um, there's someone um, that's an Atlanta blogger. Her name's Nicole Walters and she's black and she's married to, she calls it a lighter brighter. So she's married to a white person mm -hmm. and her kids are mixed. And she, I've been just trying to absorb all this information. And she talked through the scenario of what it's like to get pulled over and how, when she gets pulled over, how she narrates the entire thing. It's, and it's, it almost like, I, I was like, huh? Because she narrates, like, my hands are on the steering wheel, my purse is over here in this, like, and, you know, in, in the seat over here, she goes to the far as, like, saying the color of it, you know, and she's here in Atlanta, and she explains it, and she's like, I'm going to grab my right hand, and she narrates this, and she talks about how she narrates it, not only for herself, but she talks to her daughter about how she narrates this, mm -hmm. and the cop literally says to her when she does this, like, thank you for making me feel safe. 
And here these cops are here supposed to be making her feel safe and she's <laughs> having to narrate, you know? So oh those are the kind of things that like, I feel like I've just been absorbing and trying to understand. You know, at the end of the day, hurt people hurt people. And the hate that is even a, like a, a, able to happen from racism and from the real people, because there's tons of white people who aren't racist. And then there's people that actually are. It's all a reflection of not loving themselves enough and not knowing how much they matter and being intimidated by another race. We shouldn't be intimidated by each other. We should love each other and celebrate each other's differences. So knowing that you matter, do your part. Um, you know, you get to vote. People people don't vote because they think, what is my one vote going to do? People don't recycle. What is my recycling going to do? We all matter so much. And if everyone lived as though they mattered, our world would be a better place. Um, and the second would be um, to just lead with love um like you said and and love over judgment i think judgment is one of the biggest things that's taking people out um judgment and point of view not being open to hearing other people's point of views and so we're being so quick to be right instead of just being kind and coexisting with people um and and really treating people as equals we're, we're like you know we're coming from that place and and lastly is um is to get involved in a way that it's not just posting on social media, not just us doing this podcast, not just um, even getting involved in, in peaceful protesting, but actually practicing this on a daily basis. Um, calling people, I think as leaders, what sets leaders apart from non-leaders is people who are willing to speak up even when it's uncomfortable. So everyone getting involved, notice if you're retracting, notice if you're putting your head in the sand. I'm guilty of it too. I, I've put my head in the sand many times because it's easier to just be in my little bubble than to face what's happening in the world, but that doesn't work. So, so just, um, when you don't know, like I'll use this example to close it on my part. Like I feared learning about politics because I, I don't want to admit how much I don't know. So it's like, in order to learn, I have to ask questions, but when I ask questions, then I get shamed for not knowing. But the truth is, is I hated history growing up. And then once I became an adult, I stopped watching the news and the TV. I don't watch the news. So there's a lot of things that I don't even know how to vote on because I'm not educated enough. And I'm willing to admit that at the risk of people judging me so that people can, I can become open to educate. And so to the white privilege and to racism, um, I have to find this post and I'll send it to you, but it, it, it talks about, it's like this pyramid where at the top is blatant racism, but underneath it's all the things that people don't realize are contributing to the problem. And I guarantee every single person, including myself listening, is guilty of something on that list. And so just starting to be aware of where can you do better? Where can you educate yourself and do better? Um, and just do your best. Don't be perfect. It's not about being right. Admit where you don't know. Admit your ignorance and then move forward. Be willing to learn and be open to learning. Um, and to any Black people listening, stop shaming the white people. Stop counting them out. It's not us against them. We need white people. We all need to be united as one if we're going to have change. I just think this was just such a powerful conversation. And I think my life has just taught me more than anything, like going through a lot, things that I once, um, like I think human nature once judged, you know what I'm saying? Like I no longer judge so many things. And I think this is just a defining moment within our own lives of going through something 
if we're just willing to, to have these uncomfortable conversations, be open to listening, be open to admitting wrong and less judgment, then we all can learn so much from this. Mm -hmm. And when you learn and when you're open and you can see it, that's when the change happens. Yeah. Um, so this is just, you know, a, a powerful conversation. Um, you know, so everyone, uh, this, you know, we, we, do, you know, we might be wrong. We, we might be releasing this podcast. And as an entrepreneur, I'm choosing to release this podcast. Um, that's an, that's an open conversation. And, um, it's a little scary for me, I will not admit, but you know, that's part of it. Like what we just talked about, it's having these uncomfortable conversations, being willing to be part of the change. Like you said, not just post about it, but actually live it in our daily lives. Um, that's where it happens. So and, and this is what entrepreneurship is, right? You fail forward. So you're right. We, I'm, we both might get backlash for some opinion we had here and I'm willing to take that risk. I decided yesterday, actually, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to speak my truth and my truth may change day by day. It really might change day by day. Cause I'm learning as I go, but I'm not going to just sit back and be quiet. And I wanted to speak my truth and not being quiet and, and being open why I've been quiet, why I've been just trying to listen and learn and um, understand. And um, I think that's as raw and as honest as I can be as yeah. someone um, that doesn't completely understand. So yeah. thank you for thank, this. And thank you so much. Thank you for being willing to fall forward with me on this. Yes, 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 yes. All right, everyone. Have a great day and thanks for joining us. Bye.
You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.